What does it take to get fit for a mountain bike race season and how do you stay motivated to train during these winter months? Today I'll chat with Jess, a member of the British Army who has been chosen to represent their Enduro mountain bike team for 2023 and will be competing in the British National Enduro Series this year. We talk about how Jess's discipline is the key to her success and gets her out of bed, even on the grimmest of days. But just before we do that, don't forget to head on over to the Girls on Wheels website and subscribe to the newsletter, where you can keep in the loop about upcoming guests and episodes and be in with a chance to get involved. And please give the pod a follow on Instagram and Facebook at Girls on Wheels Podcast and check out the pod's number one supporter, Shawnee at Shred Lucky Girl. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hello, Jessie J. Welcome to the Girls on Wheels podcast. Hey. I don't know why I call you Jessie J because your surname does not begin with a J, but it know, doesn't, I'm gonna, no. But I'm just I'm, I like it. Like it. Yeah, like that, it. that's what you are to me, Jessie J. Um, but yeah, welcome, welcome to the podcast. I'm really excited to have you here today. I'm excited to be here. We've, we've been tried... trying to do this for ages, haven't it? Yeah. Yeah, and we had it booked in, didn't we? And then you got the lurgy. Like yeah, COVID not COVID. Yeah, so and then you had a minging cough, and we thought that we didn't want to do that to the listeners. No, no. listening to a COVID cough for an hour. So, and then I was ill. So, anyway, we're both healthy now, aren't we? And we're we're here in our dressing gowns. Although you haven't got a dressing gown on. No, I don't know where I put my dressing gown, but I am in my pajamas. I am in my pajamas at quarter to six on a Monday, which is pretty good going. Come straight home, pajamas on straight yeah. away that's that's one of the great things about winter like mm. you can put your pajamas on at whatever time I just think it's acceptable and nobody um, thinks it's weird if you like wear your pajamas all day it's 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 called comfortable loungewear it's the thing that all the kids are doing and <laughs> yeah I I just you know it's not a matching set but it's a recycled t-shirt and that's all you're getting Mr Postman <laughs> That is that is one thing though. When I have stayed in my pajamas all day, and the frigging postman knocks the door at like half three, and I don't have any time to like get dressed, so I do go with like a little bit of shame. I'm like, I feel like I need to um, explain to him. But... Yeah, same. I've fully told a lie before, and I've been like, I work night shifts. I don't. I work <laughs> a nine to five, and I'm like, I work night shifts out of just sheer panic of him looking at me like you're a slob. Um, yeah and in reality I should just be like I'm a slop you know like, I am just a slop like, I yeah, just wear it, my pajamas all day I don't care no they must see some right sights but I do I do feel that if, if he's caught me like a few days in a row I'm like oh my oh. god and <laughs> that's so funny though I do night shifts yeah okay um so I'd like to start off um with getting the guests to Oh, before I do that, just sort of talk about how we met. So I met you when you were at the cycle show in Birmingham. Yes. You were doing oh, yeah. that, the talk the with Shawnee. Stage. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really random. Like Shawnee messaged me on Instagram. And I don't know why, because Shawnee and I rode together like twice, I think. I bumped, I don't know. I met Shawnee at Sisters of Send and I thought she was really nice and really cool because she had like this cool brand and I'd I bought a jersey off of her and she sent me like it was perfectly wrapped in beautiful tissue paper with a little card in it and it was super cute and I wore it at Sisters of Ten and I went and bought a t-shirt from her at Sisters of Ten it was the mint green one with the little 
never give up kind of vibe on the back yeah you know, the girl crashing and then she's like really badly sending something and then she's absolutely sending it and it's like one of my favorite t-shirts and I wear it I actually wear it more to like the gym and stuff like that because I like wearing mountain biking stuff in the gym so people know that I'm not a gym person well I am a gym person but I'm like a, <laughs> I am a, I have a sport okay I'm not here for aesthetics I'm here for performance yeah. um <laughs> so yeah so I met her then and and then I think I was riding I, I rode a few times with B then I rode with Shawnee a couple of times and then Shawnee sent me a message on Instagram and was like hey do you want to come to the cycle show and I don't know if she like she like felt sorry for me or something because I was just like really lonely at the time because my partner was away um abroad for like ages and I just kept sniveling on about how sad I was um well not really I kind of was just being yes I'm absolutely fine and Shawnee was just like hey come to Birmingham and be at the cycle show and talk and then and then I bumped into you and you were basically like eyeballing G Atherton and I was like <laughs> yeah these are my kind of people like that was cool yeah we were all we there were weren't we way. he came G. over didn't he he did yeah we were like who is this like we all went weird so tall and everyone couldn't talk and like yeah you know, no one uh, was making eye contact yeah, yeah and then we we started talking about cats didn't we and oh yeah how yeah. weird we are with our cats so it was and like you've got pixie and I've got my two boys um and yeah we're just just crazy cat ladies and then we all went to the photo shoot for shred like a girl at 417 and then yeah we all just hung out together and you invited me into the squid squad and now I'm a full-on member and we don't <laughs> talk about bikes lots we talk mostly about like our pets and you know everyone's adventures yeah like you know it's just nice having that group of girls to sort of ask really random questions of like is this normal yeah "Yeah, it is nice it's it can get a bit overwhelming though can't it sometimes if you like turn your back on it for an hour there's like a hundred messages and you're like yeah my god not today yeah I think Um, if I worked somewhere where I couldn't have my phone on me I would come out of work at the end of the day to like 80 squad messages I'd be like what have I missed what's yeah. what's happened you know um, but it's good it's, it's a really nice app like really nice group of people and it means you never like go without someone to hang out with if you want to go and ride bikes yeah which is nice yeah there's always someone isn't there yeah um, but yeah that's how we met so I don't even know when that was back in June July I think it was somewhere, weren't it? July I'm gonna say it was July because I think the cycle show yeah Tom was back from um from from Estonia so yeah we um yeah and then I think I went up and rode Canuck you know after that finished because I was just like well I'm up here anyway and I didn't realize how far and I should know because I lived in Stafford for two years how far Canuck is from Birmingham it was like another hour it's worth it though it's a good ride so yeah, yeah it's not on the doorstep but yeah it's not it's not that far no, no. cool um Right, so I like to start off and ask guests, like, how did they get into mountain biking? Um, like, how did it first come about? So how did, how did you fall in love with this sport, Jess? Um, so I had, like, a bit of an on-off. Like, I fully say I have an on-off relationship with mountain biking until I was, like, until really, like, 2022. Um, I only started actually riding, like, consistently, like, main effort, big sport mountain biking, in like the last year um but basically I'm gonna tell a really long story now that's fine um so I was in basic army officer training in 2017 um at the Royal Military Academy Sandhurst and every um 
because I'm in the army, obviously. That's you know. Well, some people might not know that. Some people don't know that. I'm in the army. Um, I'm in the Royal Signals, and um, I he. I'm basically the army's IT department. I'm joking. Um, So, in the army, we have you know quite periods of really high intense work, and then we have periods where we're like not so intense, and we have like quite a lot of downtime. And during those periods, we have um, something called Wednesday afternoon sports. Um, and that's when officers, soldiers, regardless of, you know, your background, your rank, you all go out and you play sports together. And quite often, you know, a lot of places like to do, you know, you're going to go and play football, you're going to go and play rugby, you're going to go and do warrior fitness or whatever, you know, gym stuff. Um, and some places are pretty free and easy with it. You can just do whatever you want, basically. Um, mm. And it varies. Experiences may vary. Um so when you're in basic training, it's pretty prescribed. You have to go and do the sports and you sign up for a sport at the start of the term um, or the start of the semester, if you like. And you do that sport. And in the first term, because um, army officer training is three terms um, over the course of 44 weeks or nearly a year. Um, in the first term, I did modern pentathlon. I just I don't know why I did that. Um, that was weird. Uh, not my bag. Um, moving on um in the second term I did horse riding because I did lots of horse riding when I was a kid um and that was you know that was fine it was it was good um but it was something I'd already done and I was kind of like this is a bit you know now I reminded myself why I don't do horse riding as an adult yeah and then in the third term I did mountain biking and I didn't want to do road cycling because I didn't want to buy all the stuff um because I thought I had to like buy loads of stuff but I didn't obviously you know, most of it gets provided mm. um but they had loads of bikes and we the, the academy backs onto swindley forest um so we went out and we rode swindley forest and it was it was really nice quite a cross-country riding um and i sort of you know i had a hardtail mountain bike for however many years um but up until 2020 i only ever really used it to get to work like i know that sounds yeah. really silly i had a quite nice bike and i just use it to get to work um but yeah, and occasionally I go out for like the odd little like spin around the forest. Nothing mm. really like significant or notable. Um, and then in 2020, I bought a full SAS mountain bike because uh, I was incredibly bored in lockdown. Uh, and then I don't know how, but I managed to find myself on the um, the um, a trip to Morzine with a few guys from work. And we did that and I'd barely ridden a bike and I was there like, riding the plenty like this is this is mental um and in and around that I was meeting I was, I was getting together with my now now partner Tom um and he then got into it and then we sort of on off did it and then I think in the autumn of that year I just stepped massively away from it for whatever reason I think it was work and it's a bit of family stuff going on and I just kind of took a step back from mountain biking and I did an Ironman triathlon um which was silly that was hard work um, oh, um and then I did uh, and then I sort of played around with the idea about what I was going to do with mountain biking and then Tom went away and then at the start of 2022 I had a really horrible day where I cycled to work and I was just like uber uber miserable and I had like it was raining and it was cold and it was miserable and um, I got to work and I was I was mulling it over I was like should I buy a new mountain bike because I'd sold my car and I was like should I just buy a new bike because I know that would make me happy for about three minutes um <laughs> and so I did and it was a very spontaneous purchase of my new proof giga um 297 which is a mullet setup 
big old bike, 180 millimetres of travel, front and rear. And then, again, another whim, a few sort of windhill days later, I signed up to a race and I was like, this is stupid. And I surprised myself because I thought I was going to come last. I was like, I am going to come dead last by like 10 minutes. And I surprised myself because I came seventh out of like middle of the pack fully, like seven out of 14. Um, And then... And then I just found myself like falling into this pattern of like doing lots of races and going to lots of events. And then the the, the ball with mountain biking, once it rolls, it snowballs and you just end up with like friends coming out of the woodwork. People will DM you on Instagram and say, oh, are you riding this place? Do you want to ride with me? And, you know, and if I've met them before at least once, I'll be like, yeah, sure. Like, you know, Mm. I think, um, for example, Emma Wood, um, very talented rider from the Royal Navy, she messaged me on Instagram when I was in Morzine and was like, hey, you're in Morzine, I'm in Morzine, do you want to come and ride together? And um, I was like, yeah, sure. And she took us down some scary stuff off piste and I was like, oh, my God, like, I've got to be such a better rider now because she's so good. Um, mm. But, yeah, it was just, like, immaculate vibes all around. And, you know, and I think, yeah, and then all of a sudden now I'm here and having done, like, a load of army-level races and a load of, like, southern enduros later, I'm just, like preparing for quite a big season in 2023 and I'm going to race pretty going to commit to racing and just give it my best and you know just make sure my bike doesn't break and I don't break you know just hope hope I have a good time because what what's the point of doing all of this if you're not having fun do you know what I mean like it's a lot of hard work to not have fun at the end of it so yeah that's so true Um, and that's my my little story that's awesome. I want to know, how did you not die when you first went out to Morzine if you'd only just been riding your bike for like a month like, or whatever? Literally, I think I'd ridden mountain bikes, not even properly, like for a month. Like, I'm not even joking. I think I'd yeah. ridden the sole, I've ridden bike part Wales on a pedal up pass because it was COVID and they wouldn't let anyone on the uplift. And I'd ridden Windhill and Tidworth and a couple of times around Canic Chase. How did I not die? I don't know um I really really don't know I know that by the end of the trip I did the um the super morzine road gap which I think is on my Instagram but it's like quite a it's, it's a road gap like you could drive a car through there but it's not like it's not huge huge but it's it's big enough that I was like this is crazy um yeah and you know when me and Tom went in 2021 I didn't attempt it I was too scared um did it this year but like sorry 2022 I did it 2022 um you know, but no, I, I honestly, I don't know how, like luck, luck, stupidity, naivety, a little bit of all of those things. Yeah. Um, because I, I was pretty like, I was with a bunch of guys from work and, you know, anyone else who's sort of served in any sort of forces, even right down to like police, fire, all those kind of very strong male, strong male dominated organisations will know that you definitely as a young woman feel you have to give a little bit of, a little bit extra yeah. to kind of fit do you know what I mean yeah and it's good it's a good extra sometimes it's a sometimes it's a scary extra um but a lot of the time it's a good extra because it pushes you to that 110 rather than just what you think you can give you know yeah I guess yeah keeping up with the boys right oh yeah 100 percent. yeah uh did you ride bikes when you were younger I didn't I did I mean it was more like um out of necessity I think a little bit like um I'm from I'm from near Andover so I haven't really moved very far considering I now live in near Salisbury in the army um and you know I was big into horses and if if I wanted to go do horse stuff I had to cycle because my parents were 
very busy people with you know not just work they were property developers so they like just buy old houses and then we live in them and then they like renovate it around us as we're like trying to do school stuff so you know <laughs> uh, they were they were pretty busy and I understand that like and I was just like yeah cool I'll just ride my bike so I did um, yeah <clears throat> so you're one of these the biggest... people sorry no no you carry on you're one of these people that are, turn your hand to everything and then you're really good no oh no there are some things I'm fundamentally terrible at um like I ball sports honestly you throw a ball at me and I'll just like run away I'm not even joking (laughs) I'm so uninterested and especially if it's like a funny shaped ball like I have horror stories of playing rugby uh, at school and I think even at Sandhurst they made us play like tag rugby and I was just like I am so uninterested in this and I think my first job when I when I left Sandhurst um, I served with the Gurkhas and they, they they played basketball fairly religiously on a Wednesday. And they were always like, come and play basketball with us, come and play basketball with us. And I was like, no, like I know my strengths and I do not want to be embarrassed in front of 70 people I work with. Uh, so I'm not playing basketball with you. I will, I will watch and I will take some pictures and I will enjoy from the side and then I'll go to the gym. Yeah. Do you... Um... Do you think that if you weren't in the army that you would have um, picked up biking and sort of progressed in it as much and had that sort of confidence and whatnot to be like, right, I'm going to apply myself and I'm going to do races? Do you think, is that an army thing, like where they sort of nurture you into like sports and? Yeah, so I don't think I would be as sporty if I wasn't in the army. I'd probably be into, because I was big into CrossFit before I joined. I think I'd still very much be in the vein of, you know, doing competitive burpees. Um, but I <laughs> think, I think? Oh, yeah, it oh, is. It sounds hell. Oh, yeah, doing doing seven minutes of burpees for like number of reps, like, oh, awful. Anyway, no, not for me, not anymore. It used to be for me, but not, for, not anymore. Um but I think I think I'd be in that vein. I think what the army does teach you, and you know, I think it's one of those organisations that nurtures people, particularly from quite a young age. Because I was twenty two when I joined, which is older than some, but younger than a lot. Yeah. And I think it would it, it teaches you to just if you're gonna go for something, just go like no half asses. If you're gonna do something, use your whole ass. Just go for it. And I think for me, particularly, is quite a I was quite a meek young woman before I joined the army for me that's what it's taught me like it's taught me just to go balls out and like if you want to do it just do it like if you want to make it happen you you know there's only one person who's going to do that and that's going to be you yeah you know and and if that comes down to like you know looking at how much money you've got in your bank account and thinking well I've just smashed my bike up and I need to buy new parts and now I can realistically race from x date do you know what I mean like that's that's how it's got to be do you know what I mean like it mm. it teaches you to plan very very effectively even like right down to private soldier level you plan how you're going to approach things and I'm really like quite meticulous when I do stuff like yeah. if I'm going on a trip or if I'm going racing I will lay everything out and I will be like this is what I need this is what I need this is what I need to do, 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 do and you know for all of my faults and I'm very forgetful but I don't tend to go places you know I've never never unfortunately forgotten like a shoe or a helmet because I do that kind of process and that is like that is like day one army stuff um so it teaches you a lot about kind of like the way you kind of approach life sports yeah it sounds sounds like it's had a a really big effect um because you've you mentioned earlier that 
um, you have decided to go like full, full ham at racing this year. Um, yeah. But we have you said, I don't think you have said, you got some really good news, didn't you, at the end of last year? Oh, yeah. What, with the army team? Yeah. Was that, that was the news. That yeah, so um, I um, was selected to represent the army, the, the whole army, not the whole army, there's other people, obviously. Um, but I was selected to represent the army at mountain biking, which was... That is um, amazing. Yeah, I was... Do you know what? I was in equal parts, like, like quite surprised. I think I thought, you know, maybe I needed another year under my belt of just doing kind of like regional level stuff and then, you know, dipping my toe into national level stuff before I was ready. Um, but I think like I'd kind of exhausted the army level events um, and was ready to like, I'm sort of ready to go a step further, but I need the sort of backing from that level to be able to do that. Um, yeah, so yeah, I'm really happy. Really happy. Mate, it's amazing. And for anyone that's listening, also for myself, can you just explain, like, in a nutshell, how how it, how does someone get into a position where the army say, we want you to represent us? Like, where, obviously, you needed to like mountain biking, first of all, which yeah. you explained why. But how... How did that come about? Um, so I think it's important to remember, in a, this is, you know, in the context of the army and all that kind of stuff, you've got two sides to army mountain biking. You've got sports and you've got adventurous training. And adventurous training is a bit more... Uh, I haven't done very much mountain biking adventurous training, so it'd be difficult for me to comment on what it's like. It's a bit more controlled, I suppose, the environment. Um, whereas, you know army mountain biking sport is kind of headed towards competition and pushing for that that sort of next level and racing and stuff like that um so what I did you know the guys I rode in Morzine with um were all from the core team so you have your cat badge or your part of the army that you represent and that you work within and the, the you know the best step towards heading towards representing the army is to represent your cat badge um and you know work with that sort of you know within that team and then eventually you know if you are of the right mindset you know um determined um loyal as well like you you know you need to commit to the events that the team commit to um and you have the right sort of riding experience behind you um then you know the army team accepts applications from you know i'm sure there's people who haven't represented their core team but have good results you know, I think it's a bit of a mixed bag. Um, and then, you know, and then it's all sort of people are selected from the, the pool of people that apply. That's amazing. And so, so you've got selected. So you are yeah. representing the whole of the British Army in Enduro. Yeah. Within yeah. the and Army competition. Is there like an Army, um, what would you call it? Like, So there's an Army series. Um, which is kind of like grassroots you know looking for people to get into the sort of the format of what enduro mountain biking is um and that'll be you know last year there was four events i think there's four events this year i'm not entirely sure can't remember can't confirm um and that's basically like they're normally mashups so you know they're you've got five hours to do as many laps as you want 
slash can, um, but you need to record X number of times on each stage, etc., cetera, et cetera. Um, So that's normally the format for them. And I did, I think I did, I did the army series last year um, and I won it, which was really cool for my age category. Amazing. Um, you, you just brush over these things, Jess. You're like really casual. Oh, I'm trying to, I've, I've got a new motto for 2023 is stay humble or be humbled. So I'm staying humble because I don't want to be humble at okay. some point during this year. Um, so I'm just being like, yeah, you know, kind of, eh, it's, no, it's no big deal. Um, it's a big deal. Kind of, it felt like a pretty big deal at the time. Like, I'm not going to lie. I was so tired after the last one at Bipart Wales. I thought I was literally just going to pass out. Um, and uh, yeah, I I think I had a Greg's and went to sleep for about two days. It felt like um, <laughs> there's a running joke in work that like, don't, don't, don't try anything the day after she's been racing. Cause she's just like, She's had such a good day that she needs to be really miserable to make up for like the happy for a few days. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so so there's that there's that kind of grassroots thing, and that that is designed for like people who are on the cusp of getting into the sport to like t- like stick their toe in the water and give it a go. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I greatly encourage like anybody, male, female, um, to just give it a go. Like, and if you are interested in getting involved, just let me know. Obviously, DM me on Instagram um and and just like you know and, and i think it extends to the veterans community as well so if there's anybody um who is who used to serve who's keen to give it a go then i would love to see some people um what about if you're not obviously this is a daft question but you can't sneak in if you've not been in the army then right i don't think so no i think it is yeah pretty strictly because it's it's also on a wednesday as well so like most normal people don't get to just disappear off on a Wednesday no. and ride their bike. Do you know what I mean? Like we are, so that, we are very that's, lucky. Yeah, that's pretty epic. Then, so you've put yourself forward, and they selected you, and now you're yeah. you're flying the flag for the army, which is amazing. So yeah. you you mentioned before that being part of the army has taught you a lot of discipline and to plan and to you know mm. go 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 all what did you say no half assed attempts like no half ass. just use your whole ass if you're going to do something just use your entire ass so, both cheeks <laughs> both cheeks clenched yeah yeah <laughs> oh, relaxed um, you know it's january so what what does this year look like i mean i sort of already know the answer to this question because you share what you do on a daily basis um <laughs> in terms of preparation for racing and it makes me feel Mm. like a lazy slug um but yeah what what goes on for someone that has been selected to represent the army in their race series like what do you have to do to get your shit together for this um I think like fundamentally if you're preparing for any sort of like big races the biggest thing, like the biggest piece of advice I've been given is literally just ride your bike. Like if you, if you can just ride your bike, because the only thing that's going to make you better at riding your bike is riding your bike fundamentally. Well, I might draw back on that one a little bit, but I think, you know, there's a combination of like fitness and robustness and strength that you'll need to kind of prepare yourself to be half decent in an enduro race. Um, cause I'm doing the British national enduro series pretty much complete. I think, um, work permitting. Um, I, I, I think, you know, I'm sort of balancing gym work with a bit of sort of static trainer type stuff and then like 
as best I can at the weekend, getting out and riding my bike, um, you know, and being clever with it. Like I don't want to end up getting to my first race and just being so fried, like, because I've just been melting myself in the gym. Yeah. Um, Cause what's the point? Like, do you know, what's the point? Like it, you know, and, and I think a lot of this sort of theory and thought has come from triathlon training um, because the worst thing you can do when you're towing the line of a endurance event, be it, you know, five hours of bicycle riding or um, like, you know, five hours of bicycle riding or, you know, six hours of swim, bike, run or anything like that. The Like the last thing you want to be doing is getting to that start line tired because yeah. you've just been working too hard. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because um, it's, I think, particularly if it's something you're passionate about. And for me, like, I'm just so fixated on like, you know, having it do not, I don't care about winning I don't care about doing well like I just want to have fun like and mm. I know I'll have more fun if I'm fit and I'm strong and I know that I'll have more fun if I bounce when I hit the ground because I've done my time in the gym and gotten strong do you know what I mean yeah um in theoretically yeah a lot and a lot of it is that like you know and it was it was the same for me and, and as well for my partner when he was training for an Ironman like the, the most important thing is staying healthy um, and that's sort of the era I'm in at the moment. I'm in my staying healthy era. That's awesome. And um, I've just got a question because I'm confused. You said you're going to the British National Enduro Series. Yeah. Is that any, anyone could be in that though, right? That's not Absolutely an army anyone thing. can do that. So, no, that is not an army thing. Anyone can do Beanaz. So you're doing that? Yeah. Jess. So I don't, I'm not sure I did tell you. Probably did, but I, it's because I'm, I'm, um, I'm clueless about the certain levels of things and whatnot. But mate, that's incredible! Like yeah. fucking hell. Excuse my friend. Yeah. You were going to swear first. I was going to get one out before you, but oh, you beat me to it. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Well, no. I'm. A... I'm a... Um, yeah. That's. That's amazing. Um, so you got to train quite a lot in the gym, right? Mm-hmm, um, yeah. What for I people that gym, are listening though. now that are like, oh my god, I feel like a lazy slug. It's the middle of January or whatever the hell the date is. The ninth of Jan. Mm. I'm still full of Christmas crap. Oh, don't you worry. I'm. Still I can't full of be Christmas. asked what like i've got an open box of thorntons looking at me that i know that when we finish recording this podcast i am gonna oh. eat those thorntons chocolates i know um, yeah. do, do you, does everyone else do this like january becomes a month where you've got to get through all the christmas chocolate and the biscuits and the leftover food and you like gorge on it because you're like i've just got yeah. to get through this and then i won't eat anymore yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah. i think you should just restart like you should be given like a grace period of like christmas deletion where you're just getting through the Christmas and, uh, you know, cause everyone like you end up with just so much stuff. Like we've still got cheese from like, from Christmas and yeah, you know, I just keep, you only so many toasted cheese bagels that you can eat. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but, and it's, it's a bit weird where it's like blue cheese and you're just like, yeah, I'll, I'll melt that onto a bagel. That's disgusting. <laughs> um, yeah, whatever goes. But yeah. Um, Hey, it's me. Just a cheeky little interruption here to remind you to go over to the website and sign up to the newsletter. Give me a follow on socials at Girls on Wheels podcast. And if you're enjoying this, head over to podchaser.com and leave me a raving review as it helps me so much. And I really appreciate it. 
now back to the episode yeah what I was going to say is so for everyone that's feeling like a bit of a sloth because it's that time of year and Mm -hmm. motivation is can be at a bit of a low because there's there's no daylight there's gray trees I was driving down the motorway the other day and it it had that like gray you know it's been a bit wet and everything seems to splat and it's almost like the trees are covered with gray and I remember yeah, thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. who's planted trees that look grey in the winter? Like, why didn't someone think about this and plant, like, something that would have been green? But anyway, that this grey period of the year where it's fucking so difficult to just do anything. Like, how do you stay motivated? How do you get your ass in the gym? How do you get on that spin bike at 6 o'clock in the morning? Like, share some... <laughs> Share some tips for anyone that's listening that's feeling like, I just want to do something, but I can't. Um, So I think I'm going to give you some tons of credit here. And I think Shawnee helped this one as well. But the sleepy lamp, the moon lamp, um, the the daylight lamp. lamp. Yeah. The sad lamp. Yeah. Yeah. The the, the anti-sad lamp, as it should be called. Yeah. Um, So I got one of those based on your recommendations. And it's one of those like sunrise, sunset lamps. And I set sunset for like, you know, half an hour before I go to sleep and it just lulls me into the sleep. I can sleep at any time. As long as it's dark outside, I can sleep at any time. I just put that on and I'll be like, yeah, gone. Um, so if I want to get my eight hours and that's like my number one, like piece of advice is that like, if you're struggling with anything, just make sure you're getting enough sleep. Um, and that comes from somebody who like, I've done sleep deprivation. I've done all that kind of crap in basic training, you know, where you're just, you just have to get through it because it's part of the training. Yeah. Um, but you know there was a bit of that um but yeah just just checking into like the basic things like you're eating right you're sleeping you're sleeping enough um you know you're not eating and then going to bed 20 minutes later do you know what I mean like little bits and pieces like that really really help just your overall mindset about approaching just everything you know and I'm talking like I'm an absolute expert I'm absolutely not like you've all been privy to me having fucking meltdowns because I can't find a car parking space etc um you know little bits and pieces like that um do really help and then after that I think the best thing I I find for me is I have a goal and I have a certain day where I'm going to clip myself into my bicycle and throw myself off a hill and I tell myself every single time that I'm like doubting training is like this could be the session that makes the difference do you know what I mean positively or negatively like you know skipping this session could mean that I you know miss a start time or this skipping this session could mean that you know my legs burn out on a really key section of a trail do you know what I mean like little bits and pieces like that always kind of keep me keep yeah, me kind so, of so you, you look forward to like the race or the ride and you think this yeah. session is going to contribute to that ride yeah. and if I miss this then I could potentially screw up on the trail that's yeah a, yeah that's a great way to think about it because it almost um gives that session like the intention doesn't it it's like you're not yeah, just aimlessly there this is for a reason this is the real yeah. life reason yeah um, and all the all the yeah. little gym sessions and time on the what bike and all that kind of they're all puzzle pieces and they just build up to make this bigger picture so you just have to remember that you need to do every puzzle piece you can't forget one um that's so but on the flip side of that you need to be kind to yourself because if you're like 
if your body has given you every single single signal that it can possibly give you that you are overdoing it and you need to just just chill out like have two days off the gym have two days off the bike have two days just sitting in your house like smashing the thorntons like listen to those signals um because you know i can tell you from absolute first-hand experience what it feels like not to do that um and it doesn't end pretty it doesn't end well and it ends up with you having to take like time off of sport fizz pe exercise all of it um because overtraining is a thing um yeah it, it's and it's pretty horrid so what yeah what are those signals then jess that um you know if, um, if there are non-sloths reading um listening to this and they've you know they're going hell for leather because it's the start of the year like what what should people be yeah. looking out for i think you know struggling to like so basically you know i've watched a really good tiktok from a girl called natalie allport i think she's on tiktok she's on instagram um she's a snowboarder she's a top tier athlete she's absolutely excellent um and she's a big advocate for women in sport first one that she sort of really highlights is like your period going all weird so like either losing it or it becoming really irregular you know that's your body's symbol signal of a stress response and every exercise session you do whether it's like a run a tab or whatever you know army sport army army stuff you know crawling around in the mud whatever all of that is a stress on your body um so quite a lot of the physical stressors can have the same effect on you as mental stressors um, because your body can't really distinguish the two things um you know if you're struggling with food like you're losing your appetite your hair is going a bit weird like because I I notice like if I'm overdoing it my hair falls out it sounds really strange but my hair falls out like I like lose my eyebrows it's it's absolutely crazy um I should probably go and see a doctor about it but I just take it as like a little bit of a symbol to back off training um and just Mm. take a bit more time for myself and rest um struggling to get to sleep stay asleep that kind of thing you know hyper fixating on your training so being like if I don't get this session like I'm gonna be such a bad person like blah, 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 blah. all that yeah. kind of negative self-talk all couples into this you're doing too much um you know and I think for me like dialing back and focusing on the quality of my sessions um making sure that I prioritize things like my relationship my my work my friendships etc etc um really really helps get me back into the right frame of mind so that I'm in a better place to carry on doing all of the things um yeah you know and as I said I think it's as simple as you just got to remember that it's you're just riding a bicycle like you know you're, you're training to ride a bicycle you're you know and sometimes just go and touch some grass like that often helps I know that sounds crazy but touching grass does help what with your hands and feet with your hands and your feet not your face um yeah I found that out on a ride with Libba after Christmas I uh had a little bit of an off, a little bit of an oopsie doopsie. And I lay on the floor for quite some time. And I thought I did the whole like whole body wiggle where you're like, yep, I'm good. Nothing's broken. I'm safe. And then you were like, right, is the bike broken? Yep. Cool. I only check like the stanchions at this point and the handlebars are on straight and the saddles on straight. Then I'm good to go. And I ride back down the hill. And if it's broken, then get my boyfriend to fix it because I'm not very good at fixing my own bike. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, if you get in a physical symptom, then that's a sure sign that you're, you're oh, 100%. Done. And God, yeah. if, I mean, I am never, ever going to be in the camp where I have done that much that, like, it affects my periods or I have hair falling mm. out because 
I don't, I don't push myself to that level. Like I do a little bit, but it's almost like I'm afraid of it. I think maybe that's the difference in some people. That I think it's probably a good thing that you're not like pushing yourself to the point of like physical. My eyebrows but, falling out. Like wow, yeah, yes, it's crazy. Um, but I also have a working theory that might have been something to do with my full face helmet as well. But I'll go with I was overdoing it because I was overdoing it at the time. Um, yeah, yeah, no, little things like that, like just you know like feeling like you can't switch off and just relax yeah Um, I think um as well if if um something starts to feel like really really arduous and like where it's just not filling you with complete mind you just I'm saying this as I'm saying I'm thinking actually it's just, just a load of waffle because no one really likes pushing it too hard in the gym, but it's that good pain, isn't it? Like I've gone today, yeah. I'm still in my sweaty clothes. I knew it would be with my dressing gown over me, but Hey, I'm a tramp. And, yes. um, but I, <laughs> I was, you know, trying to, I'm only doing like basic stuff at the minute, but trying to get a bit stronger, doing mm-hmm. a deadlift, not quite from the floor, but trusting that my back wasn't going, going to go into spasm. And I was, I was pushing myself and it was hurting me and I didn't, enjoy it but it was okay yeah. so that's that's like a good because what I'm trying to say is you're not necessarily going to be jumping for joy when you're training because it is hard work but if yeah. something starts to make you feel like anxious I guess or like really 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 miserable at the pit of your stomach mm. I think that's also a sign that you've you've maybe doing it too much yeah to make you feel like 100 the minute the minute the love goes take a step back yeah. um that's you know and that's what I did a little bit with CrossFit I just just didn't enjoy it anymore and I was using it as kind of a tool to kind of beat myself up with yeah and then and then I started mountain biking and then I've got to be careful that I don't use mountain biking as a tool to beat myself up with because ultimately it's you know and I see all those jokes on online and stuff like that about mountain biking is just basically a bunch of people going for a bike ride with their mates like they did when they were eight um and that's exactly it like you know got plenty of whatsapp groups and um like messenger groups of people being like hey do you want to go for a bike ride at the weekend you know and it feels a little bit like when you used to knock on your mate's house like hey yeah so and so home they want to go for a bike ride you know and that's that's essentially what it is like it's aren't that many more layers to it than that um and yeah like racing is a fun thing to do because it kind of puts a bit of a competitive spin on it it puts you know a bit of pressure under yourself and it is it is awesome like the feeling of being completely pinned in a race is like and and you know you're riding good is like that's just such a good feeling um and it's one that I kind of found this year and I want to find a bit more of because hey got nothing to lose have I what what is it about like that racing environment then that makes you feel like good um yeah I think no I think it's just the when you're riding really, really well, um, it also puts you in a position where, so for example, at the mashup at Twisted Oaks before Christmas that I did, um, there was a couple of features on those race courses, on those race trails that I probably wouldn't have done if it hadn't been in a race environment or I would have done eventually, like, but I probably wouldn't have attacked them so aggressively um, yeah. as I did when I was on the, well, when I was under pressure, under time pressure. Um, you know, there was a, a fishtail I think it's called you know the like bits of it's like a little step up and then you go onto a north shore and then you step down um Jess that's that's death to me so I know what you mean but that's not wouldn't have done it wouldn't have done it the first like I just 
just like blasted into it like an absolute missile probably stupidly like, I probably should have just been like this is a this is a really silly thing to do without looking at um <laughs> but I was like I'm getting over COVID and I don't know how many of these runs I'm going to have in me and I know I need to do two so I'll just do it uh and uh you survive so, let's fuck around and find out uh if I'm gonna die um and I was fine um and it was it was really nice little feature and it's nice to ride, ride at Twisted Oaks because I've never ridden there before um it's quite far away from me so, so do you feel like racing like pushes you then to oh 100% yeah 100% nothing like a bit of time pressure um nothing like a bit of uh sort of like and I found when we did downhill it was like everyone was watching that was quite and I think particularly at Windhill I had an absolute mare at Windhill um and I did really really badly um but you know, I have my reasons. Um, and, uh, yeah, just having everyone watching you was quite intimidating, and, oh. you know? Yeah. It makes me it need nice. a nervous poo just thinking about it. And, you know, I might, Oh, I definitely did a big nervous poo before that windhill race. And I don't <laughs> even know why. Um, so yeah, I got my period on that day and that was awful. Nothing like a bit of period anxiety to make you want to not ride your bike. Yeah. Um, do you think that's what, is that what had it? Sorry to interrupt you. Is that what yeah. contributed to you having like a what you think was a bad oh. day? It was. I think by everyone's standards, I had a pretty shit day. Um, yeah, no, I, I literally, I, th- I think I said to my partner at, um, on the day, and I was like, "Oh, Tom, like if if this was just a normal day with us riding at Windhill Bike Park with our friends, I would go home." And he was like, what? I was like, yeah, I would just leave. Like, I would be like, yeah, you know, guys, I'm not really feeling it today and I would go home. Um, yeah. Because I wouldn't put myself under any more pressure. Um, and it was quite a, it was a really interesting course. It was using like none of the, none, no established track complete. So no one could have practiced it. You couldn't have practiced it like a day before or whatever. Because um, it was like a complete noob. Um, and I was sort of um, a bit intimidated. I don't know, a bit intimidated by that. Like, you know I'm still very new to racing and I was I was pretty intimidated by the whole like it was very off camber it was very low me um mm. I, think, I think Lib posted a really good video from it um where she fell off is um, that the one where she but, fell off and it was on repeat and some bloke said you can't pass yeah there. oh my god yeah I that video yeah 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 she was just like <laughs> face plant scorpion yeah gets up cracks on and is like wow what happened there then um mm. but yeah like um you know, and I think I think that's again a little bit of that is the difference between downhill and enduro. Like the reason I like enduro is that you can have a shit stage where you hate every turn and you ride really badly, and then you can have a really good stage where you're just like pew, straight down it, and it's everything you like about mountain biking in one bit of track. Um, yeah. Whereas downhill, it's kind of like if you turn up on the day and the track doesn't suit you, you are you're going to have to just push through that mental barrier. Um, and I think that's you know the difference. Pros and cons depends on how you frame it. Um, I think for me, it's the the con of downhill is you know not having a good track. You kind of have to just push through it. Um, yeah, but yeah, um, it was it was not a good day for me. I I I felt like I had like this ball of twisted knots inside me, and I was just like, oh god, like you know, even on the photos, I look really really tense. Like the photos yeah. from practice, I look like I'm like hunching over my bike like a goblin woman. Um, you know, and I just felt like an idiot all day, all round. Um, but hey, we got through it, so I didn't I didn't fall off, I didn't crash, I just crept down each 
run really slowly yeah just on the back brake like I want to go yeah. home has <laughs> that happened before when you've been on your period when you've gone to ride you've just felt like completely <sighs> different I think I think again like a lot of it's understanding your body and like how your mind is affected by your body and the hormones that because you know women we live in this like 28 day cycle whereas men exist in a 24 hour cycle I think it is um you know and men's hormones are affected by the time of day and ours are affected by the time of month um you know physiologically we are very different and understanding those differences um can help a tremendous amount I try to avoid big sessions on the day of getting my period if I get my period in the morning and I've got a big gym session planned in the afternoon I will find another time to do it in the month um you know it's it's not the day that day um particularly like the two or three days right before I'm I'm really like feel like someone switched all the lights off a little bit or just like dim the lights I'm just like oh god like absolutely dragging my feet through yeah you know I'm I'm curious I'm not excited because it's weird to be excited about this I'm curious to see how that works for me this year um, because you can't predict when races are going to pop up in your cycle. Something I could probably look at and plan out and see like, oh, do you know, do I need to be a bit cautious on that one? Or do I need to like, you know, do I need to be real with myself? You know, I'm not probably going to do as well at that race. But I think like doing that will put my head in the place of I'm about to get my period. I'm going to have a shit race. Do you know what I mean? And I don't want to do yeah. that. I want to be like, could have you it. know, yeah. I, I've got, I put all the puzzle pieces together and now I'm here for the picture. Do you know what I mean? Like, and that's, and that's the way I'm going to approach. Yeah. Approach it this year. Um, but I'm just I need to respect the fact that on on like day 28 and day 29 or day 30 or whatever those two or three days right before you get your period I need to just be a bit more kind to myself and gentle and not try any stupid crazy features because I know that I won't enjoy it just do the stuff I know do the stuff I'm confident at and and use that to build and move on and learn Um, yeah it sounds like You've got to know your own body, haven't you? Um, I'm so interested in getting someone on here that is like a bit of a master when it comes to periods and exercise because it's a it's a, it's a mind so field, science it? behind it, isn't there? Where it's yeah proven that you can't perform the same when that's going on. So yeah, I'm really interested yeah. to to talk to yeah. someone about that um, because I guess, like you say, you don't want it to make you think oh no I'm going to be on and I'm going to have a shit time but yeah. if you can just take a few things from it and like you say be kind to yourself don't push it so hard just yeah. be mindful then that could be really helpful um yeah yeah to- and I think my, my sort of military training's kind of made me a bit more respectful of like you know I, I have to appreciate that I'm not a small man um I am like completely different I am not I'm not I'm not just like a small sized dude, um, you know, and, and my body is going to react to things differently to others. Um, you know, and I think I am in a luxurious position where I do sort of, I, I can work around my period a little bit with what I do at work and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but you know, anyone who's sort of going through basic training, it's, it's really difficult and the army and, and generally like wider society is making steps towards understanding that, um, people who get periods because obviously you know women trans non-binary you know people get periods um have a very different experience to those who don't and might yeah. you know even in like the way your brain works 
it's, it's just such a yeah it, once you pull that thread you're like whoo look at all this other stuff that that might contribute towards why some, someone is the way they are at that time of the month do you know what I mean yeah it's so interesting isn't it yeah big time very um, interesting I guess as well what's forming part of your discipline is that you're following a plan aren't you like an exercise plan like you're not just willingly going to the van at to the van yes. at the gym because yes you've, you've got a plan I guess they're the puzzle pieces it's get it's like functional for yeah riding and it's, endurance it's really useful because you know and then I'm in a bit of a transitionary period at the moment with training plans and stuff like that but um consistency like just consistency turning up and having something to do and then doing the thing it takes one of the like mental steps out of it and you know I'm not like not many people are in a position where they're just full-time bike people everyone's got something else there are you know you look at for example Jess Stone I think she worked in Tesco last year or something I think I saw on her Instagram story you know people have other jobs um so it's really useful to just turn up to the gym and it's something I would recommend to a lot of people you know there's a lot of amazing training plans out there i know that a lot of top level mountain bikers um have you know they do a lot of personal training on the side um as well as their mountain biking and i would really recommend even for like an amateur rider just looking at a training plan that is mountain biking specific if that if you want to just get better at mountain biking it makes makes a lot of sense do you know what i mean yeah it gives purpose to your gym time definitely and i started something um for say months ago and it like it's it's planned out sessions and stuff and I'm doing stuff that I would never have done on my own because I wouldn't have known how or had the confidence to try but um the last few rides that I've had I've noticed that I am so much stronger on my bike and I'm just like an amateur rider you know I'm not doing stuff that you're doing but when I went to revs the last time just going down some of the drops just some of the trails I just felt so much more sturdy on my bike like I wasn't compressing into it I was and then that in turn gave me the confidence to think oh maybe I will take that line because actually it's not gonna throw me around like it did last time and yeah yeah it's it's mad I think it gives you like body awareness as well like if you have to coordinate let's say like just a really simple functional movement like a deadlift you have to coordinate moving your like several parts of your body at the same time that transfers onto the bike and it's it's in the head not necessarily in the like physicality of it it's more like you know I need to keep a flat back I need to you know make sure I don't lift my hips I need to move my body all as one you need to get my knees out of the way otherwise the bar will clip my knees do you know what I mean little things like that is 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 transfers over onto bike skill maybe I should become a personal trainer and do a mountain biking program I sound like I know what I'm talking about I don't know what I'm talking about Um, you do you I'm making some sort of sense I think yeah you are no you're incredible you don't give yourself enough credit um but yeah I would say for me personally and obviously from what you've been just been chatting about having an actual plan is mm. makes it so much easier to get to the gym because yeah all you have to do is get yourself there and then it's written exactly. out for you and you don't exactly. have to think and wander around aimlessly and then think oh yeah. someone's on that fuck it I'll just go home like it's yeah it's great um yeah highly highly recommend and <laughs> even on the days where I'm like oh you know, I don't know if I want to, I don't know if I want to go to the gym. I don't, I'm really tired. I'm not slept well, blah, 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 blah. You know, I've got my golden rule, which is if I've slept less than six hours, I don't go to the gym. Um, you know, but after that, if I'm a bit umming and ahhing, I go and I do 20 minutes. And as yeah. 20 minutes will take me through my whole warm up, 
and probably well in my way into my first sets of exercises, my first, you know, first exercise. And even and if after 20 minutes, I still don't want to do it, I'll let myself go home because I'll be like, well, 20 minutes is better than nothing. So, and I'm still really not feeling it. Um, and I think I've only ever done that once in the last like year where I've been like, nah, I want to go home. Um, you know, and it was after a very busy long day at work and I thought, yeah, I'll give 20 minutes a go. And then I just went, uh, don't really want to. And then I went home. Yeah. I was going to say most of the time you'll get to that 20 minutes and you'll just crack on, won't you? Yeah. Yeah. Because if you're sitting with only an hour, you know, you're a third of the way through, so you might as well finish, you know, like you wouldn't, you wouldn't quit a third of the way through a pot of ice cream, would you? No. So. No, you've got to, you've got to finish it till the end, even if it's making you feel sick. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, you made me want ice cream now. Oh, yeah, no, I want ice cream now. I haven't had my dinner, though, so I should probably eat normal food before the ice cream, right? There are no rules. There are no rules. Well, I'm demolishing that packet of chocolate bloody biscuit things that I sent a photo of yesterday, and oh, I'm still going through so them. Good. I'm like, every 10 minutes, I'm like, oh, I deserve another one. Um, yeah. I'm doing that classic thing where I'm like, oh, I did go to the gym, but I don't need to eat another 20 biscuits like a pig um but Jess I mean you I've ridden with you a few times and you are fearless and you you're so calm when you ride and you make everything look really really easy um but obviously you've you know you've got mad skills we're all like in awe of you because we're like oh my god Jess like you're nuts um but is there anything that still scares you to death um for me left-hand corners I really struggle to turn steep left-hand corners <laughs> I'm I don't know why um sometimes I'll be riding a track and I had it on the um army training camp before Christmas um I was absolutely I was in all sorts of bother on that I was still very poorly from covid not covid stuff um and I was just like barely hanging on for dear life like just trying to make it to the end so I didn't throw up um but I had a moment where we were going down a stretch at Smilov or was it Avan I don't know it was one of the steep Welsh South Welsh places uh, I think it was Smilog actually and we were going down a trail and I stopped like probably three quarters of the way down the trail and I got like full-on jelly leg and was like why am I nervous this is terrifying uh, why um and it it was it was steep it was just mm. steep and it was you know and i think i think the only thing that really you know really i take pause on is 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 steep natural trails because and and you know the solution to that is ride some more steep natural trails obviously um mm. because i think i've got the jumping and the gaps and the drops I've, I've got all that kind of stuff down um you know and it's just a case of like i've got the technique so they're all the same size once you've got the technique in a weird way. Like, you know, they all kind of ride fairly similar, like, you know, um, for, for perspective, like the, you know, the FOD drop line yeah. in the skills area, the most comfortable one on that entire drop line is the little mini road gap. Yeah. Because once you've got to that point, you've built up the speed, you've built up the technique because you started on the small drops, built up the speed, the technique, and just the confidence because you've hit every single one so far to so just straight over that, no dramas. Um, but steeps and, and steep natural trails, they can throw some real blinders out in them. 
And then when you tuck like tight corners into that or, or steep corners into that on top of that, then you need some real skills like and to just stay calm enough to be able to navigate your bicycle machine around those steep. Yeah. So that's one thing that takes me, I just have to, before I drop into those kind of trails, because otherwise I get jelly leg and then I'm like, "Mm." and then you have to, because everyone's looking at you and you're like, oh shit, shit, shit. Um, But I've got a coaching session next week um, with Rach from Pro Ride Mountain Biking Coaching. And guess what I'm going to be talking about? I'm going to say, Rach, steep, tight corners. Steep, tight corners. Yeah. I lost a bit of sound then when sorry no it's okay I don't know what it was but there might be a little gap but oh um, no that's okay I think we can why not we know what you were saying but yeah I can't um turn to the right on steep so I'm the opposite to you the left I think I think because maybe I'm going into the like ground I feel safer but make me turn on the steep to the right I feel like I mean I don't move a lot anyway I'm a bit like a bloody plank of wood on my bike but I just I cannot I can't do it. I can't like go down the hill to the right and like lean. I just shit myself mm. and just want to like stay close to the um stay close to the ground bit. Yeah, it's interesting yeah. what what still gets us. And I think it's good to hear that there are still things that scare people because it would yeah. be easy to like listen to what you've said and look at things and be like, "Oh my god, Jess is such a good rider. She's amazing." Which you are. Um I couldn't possibly, you know, she's different to me but actually you hear when people are so scared of like stuff that is normal yeah. it's like actually we're all we're all the same just 100 you know, not i'm not the same as you on the bike you are so much better but you know what i mean i'm i'm pretty sure you could interview like bruni and he would be like scared of something like because oh, every, everyone's got one do you know what back yourself just ask him just be like just ask him super bruni just get does anybody know does anybody have any connection to loic bruni because please (laughs) send me a message send me an email and like let me cold call him or i I I would be in my my little opening mountain biking story because i was at the um the j world championships in um oh it's in the world championships downhill world championships in the j um this is that 20, is that legates to us more legates to everyone else yeah um no um and I watched the final of the men I've, I've watched all the finals of the downhill so I watched um I watched Jordan Williams I'm sure that's his name yeah the British lad who won the junior men's um I should know his name because I was literally there watching it uh and then I saw Jenna Hastings won the women's and that was really really cool and then we watched the women's um and then like as the men's final, like the final, that 20 riders got closer and closer and closer. The crowds were just getting bigger and bigger and drunker and drunker. Um, and they had like three Renault fives, like painted red, white and blue, like um, at the French flag at the top of the hill. They made their way down the hill and I don't think it was by driving. I think they were pushed down the hill. Um, but obviously, Loic Bruni was the last guy to go. And as he went over the line, there was basically like a crowd surge and like we all got pushed through the finish line of the downhill world championships and me and Tom were like, we just <laughs> got to go with this. Like, cause if we resist, <laughs> we're going to get squished. Um, cause nothing is as good in the atmosphere as French sports fans at live sports when French people win. Um, it was crazy. Um, yeah. So I'd recommend anyone to go and see some, some live mountain biking because it is, it's nuts. Um, and the atmosphere was absolutely exceptional. Oh, so. it sounds great. Did you get to, um, did you get to touch him? No, but, 
we were all incredibly like we were pushed right up against like the the interviewing thing for like Red Bull TV and stuff like that. Um, and like all the gendarmes or the French police were like stood there and they all looked really, really scared. Um, and like that's the first thing not to do. And when you've got a surging crowd, is don't look scared, just look nothing. Yeah. No, no um, face. They all look terrified. Um, and this like like all all three of them were just winding the crowd up, like they were just like like waving their arms and stuff like that and it was absolutely exceptional um so yeah we got pretty close but i didn't touch him because i didn't want to get shot by a french police officer I didn't know that <laughs> um that's a good re- but, good enough reason but yeah, yeah let's um let's try and get him on i would oh, be 100%. i'd be terrible though i'd just be like well i don't necessarily speak very coherently anyway on these to people that i know <laughs> so if i was like oh god super anyway cool. Maybe I'll manifest it. Who knows? Um, manifest it for yourself. Always manifest, manifest it. it for yourself. Okay, Jess. So to finish off, I like to ask some quick fire questions. I think I might Ooh. know the answer to this first one, but maybe okay. you'll surprise me. But who was your mountain bike crush? Oh, do I have a mountain bike crush? Oh, I thought you were going to say who... Loic. Oh, no, 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 not Loic. Um, somebody who I wouldn't be able to, like, talk if I met them, right? Because yeah. I'd be too, like... Pretty much. Probably Rachel Atherton. I reckon I'd be a bit like maybe she'll come and ride with us at Diffie for Shawnee's uh it's like it's read like a girl birthday. Oh my god. Oh my god, definitely. And I really want to interview Rachel on the podcast as well. So Rachel, yeah. if you happen to listen to this little <laughs> Wheels podcast, please come and be a guest. I think that she'd be, be amazing so cool. to she'd be so cool to talk to, to chat to. Um yeah, you're not the first person to say Rachel Atherton. Um Tess no, I do. Tess said Rachel as well. Um but yeah okay where's your favorite place to ride at the moment i'm going through a proper like south wales era and i think avan is my favorite place to ride at the moment and i really want to go because i really again because my boyfriend is like oh i don't want to pedal up but it's it's worth it it's worth it because it's so good um and i really enjoyed avan and i've been there a couple of times um i've done like the kind of structured trails and then i did avan masts before christmas and I'm absolutely hanging out to get back so avan at the moment cool um have you got a mountain bike tattoo or would you ever get one oh 100 so i have some mountains tattooed on me um and i'm feeling like that was uh probably me manifesting it for myself um but as part of my 30 things to do before i'm 30 uh get another tattoo as one of them and i think it is going to be mountain bike themed what will you get i love bikes across your head (laughs) oh yeah yeah just like my eyes into spectacles and then a mountain bike around them like that yeah <laughs> do you get what i mean by that it sounds crazy spectacle do you mean wheels yeah the wheels are my eye my my spectacles oh my, on my god face. mike tyson please, style please do that jess please do that and um, <laughs> i think i'd lose my job but yeah no what worth it yeah but then you could just mountain bike full time like and just i'll be, be that girl with the mountain bike face tattoo yeah you'll be known won't you people would be scared of you yeah. Like, oh more so than already like yeah i'm um, scary if you could wave a wand and get automatically be amazing at a certain mountain bike skill what would that be manuals i didn't even have to think i really wanted to be able to do good manuals like i can just about like get the wheel up enough but like i think it's such a steezy trick like you're just literally like cruising down and yeah. like oh on the back wheel yeah it's just so good I mean I'd love I'd love that as well I just feel like I'd made it I was like yeah my life is complete I was also thinking about the tight corners I'd like to be able to do one of those things where your front wheel comes up and you like 
Ooh, the back oh, like down. an endo around the corner. Endo around a corner, yeah. Oh, that is to. that is amazing. Um, I'm, I'm going to practice an that. Yeah. I'm going to practice that at the weekend. Cool. Let us know how it goes. I, I... Oh, I will. Probably with a crash video on Instagram. <laughs> hey, we'll look out for that. Okay, this is relevant to you because you're an enduro rider. Do you put a pair of pants on under your padded shorts? So... I actually, you, you've asked Shawnee this question. I've been thinking about this answer for this question. Like <laughs> she gave the best um, answer. So I'm a mixed girly. Uh, and the reason I'm mixed on that is because I have, it's taken me so long to find a pair of shorts that I don't hate. Um, and like I've got a pair of fox shorts and they're too thin. And I have to wear a pair of pants underneath because if I don't, I just feel so like, like my bum is so unprotected. But my boyfriend got me a pair of padded shorts for Christmas because he knows what I like. And they're the ASOS ones and they're like cross country specific. And okay. the, 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 the chamois thing is like separate from the um, material of the actual short. So as you move around, cause you move a lot around when you're a mountain biker, you're not like in a roadie position where you're just pretty fixed. Um, as you move it, it, the, the liner doesn't move. Do you know what I mean? So it stays flush to your skin. So it doesn't chafe as much. Um, ah. I would firmly recommend them. They're not cheap, but they are worth it. And you do not need to wear pants with them um, at all, because actually the pants are detrimental. Um, I did loads of research on this because I got Precisely. saddle thorns. Worst thing ever, isn't I was it? So much my bum hurt for like days. Um, but yeah, so the ASOS. I don't know what flavor. I'm going to get you to are. give me the link, um, and I'll put it in. The I show will, yeah, um, yeah, because... Um, because they're really good, um, and I really recommend them. Yeah, well, yeah, I think people are mad if they increase the chances of, like, yeah. chafing. Yeah, I mean, I've got a few pairs of shorts that, like, they are definitely pants territory. Um, really? But, no. Yeah, but they're just, they're not, they're not, they're not good enough. And and I just feel vulnerable and I'm scared and I just don't, you know. <laughs> um yeah, and yeah in just, case you have an accident and then they have to cut things off and then you're there like exactly. naked yeah, yeah. it was a thought okay when you're um watching someone do something what is your go-to like heckle i think i'm in shawnee's camp with the yep. i can't make the noise now because i'm sat in my house and i haven't seen anyone do anything it just comes out me like Bew. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Same noise with Shawnee, and there's both of us like yipping away like two little dogs, two little dummies. Some twelve, some twelve-year-olds doing a backflip off a step up, and we're like, you. <laughs> I think you you put a bit more enthusiasm into it though, don't you? In real life, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what is one tip for a new person that wants to get into mountain biking? Um, I would say find a friend who you are really comfortable um, being honest with and um, go mountain biking with them if they mountain bike and the reason I say that is because nothing like nothing reassures me more than having somebody with me who is I can trust who like if I stack it they'll pick me up and be like hey that wasn't too bad like you know you're fine Um, and I also like being that friend as well like I like you know when when people come to me particularly at work and they're like hey I want to go mountain biking like where do I go Uh, and I'm just like yeah come with me um so I would say my biggest tip for someone who's just getting into it is find some some people to ride with it you know doesn't have to necessarily be like a 
person you know really really well just just reach out to people and find people to ride with and it's easier said than done because uh we are british and we don't like talking to each other um but yeah and if anyone is down in the southwest and wants a friend to ride with i will be everyone's friend because i don't know i just always always keep them i do love bikes well i'll i'll tag your instagram in the show notes as well so people do listen and they think i want to watch jess send it then they can get in touch with you um hopefully okay. more content coming soon because hey. uh, i haven't done much riding the last couple of weeks really so um sure hopefully a bit more riding coming soon I'm sure you haven't lost your skills okay finally you've probably been practicing but if a squid could make a noise what would that noise be <laughs> that was so lame I think you need to put more no, effort what's into it. I can't put more effort into it because I'll wake the cat up. And You'll wake the cat up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what he's like. Okay. You know what he's like. But yeah, I, I think a squid would make that noise. Yeah. I'm willing to be informed by Charlotte that I'm incorrect about squid noises. Though. I wonder what noise they do make. Yeah, well, ask Charlotte. Charlotte's a oh, Charlotte. lobster, lobster doctor, isn't she? She's, She's a, a marine biologist. Marine biologist um, with all of the knowledge. So yeah, she is actually a squid real squid um okay awesome thanks so much Jess for today thank you for sharing that insight into what it's like being in the army and you know congratulations on getting chosen to represent because it is massive I know you're being humble but it is pretty epic mate and I hope you're really really proud of yourself and can't wait to see like what you get what you get up to in 20 in this well it's this year now actually isn't it like, i know what, keep saying this year as if something significant's happened in the last like six days nine day, yeah but yeah i can't wait to see how all your racing goes in 2023 um <sighs> i'm sure excited. you are going to smash it but yeah thank you jess it's been a pleasure to chat to you thank you Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Girls on Wheels. If you enjoyed it, please head over to podchaser.com and leave me a review. And don't forget to tell all your mates. If you've got any comments or want to get in touch, head over to my socials and drop me a message as I love hearing from you guys. I hope that by listening to this today, it's made you want to get out and ride your bike.